What is up, Phoenix family? I'm Ross Cessna, your effervescent and omnipresent host. We're about to go on an esoteric and occult odyssey. This isn't the designer spirituality that is polluting pop culture. It's your opportunity to explore age-old wisdom in the raw. With no further delay, I present to you the Spiritual Phoenix Podcast. Right, welcome back, everybody. We have the talented Stephanie Capone here with us. Stephanie, what is up? Hey, Ross, how are you? I'm doing really well, thanks. It's it's been a while since we've recorded. I'm excited to get back into everything, though. I am so excited to get into things, and I want to thank everybody for kind of hanging out. Um, Ross and I actually both moved, so we took we took a few weeks off to kind of get our lives back in order, which I think is pretty hilarious because we stopped at the devil and today we are tackling the tower. Yeah, let me ask you this. Was your whole movement situation kind of predicated by a tower situation as well? Always. <laughs> I mean, moving is kind of my tower lot in life. Um, I counted it. I've moved 26 times in my life. I'm curious how many I moved. It's a bunch, but moving for me is actually exciting. Like I'm the polar opposite of you in that. Like I love moving. Yeah, I, I mean, I get the appeal of it and it actually feels really good. I mean, once I worked through like the PTSD I had around like losing my, um, my grounding and, and, you know, looked at it more of, an adventure and an opportunity. Mm -hmm. This move's actually been really wonderful. So, oh, that's good. You're kind of restructuring what moving means to you, then. Yeah, kind of reclaiming it. That's awesome. Yeah, about, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, no. I was just going to ask you about your move and how how it's been for you. Um. So most of my moves have also been somewhat chaotic. In this one, it was actually probably like it's the only time I moved out locally. Every other time I've moved out, I've moved like thousands of miles away, like just on a whim. Uh, <laughs> um, and it was relatively smooth. And the fact that I moved everything up and have every had everything set up well, like every other time I moved, I would move somewhere with just like a, a book bag or something I'd have like I'd be sleeping on the floor for like two or three weeks or more um so this was like probably like the most traditional move I've ever had uh and it's been awesome like I have my own little office space um my dog loves it here like I can't complain that's great I am gonna have a small astrology tangent because I'm curious from the listener's perspective, um, this year Jupiter's been transiting Sagittarius. And so basically when it's in its home sign, it's like all the doors are open. Hmm. You know, Sagittarius is the sign of the traveler. So that can mean traveling through your mind and learning something new, or that can mean, you know, actual physical moves. So I've noticed like a lot of people, like my brother, my sister, and myself, we all moved this year. I moved three times this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so much that the the moving company actually gave me like a pretty hefty discount because they're like, oh, the last time you moved with us was six months ago. And then <laughs> before that was like, I don't know. That's think, awesome. But, yeah. Yeah, I have like a punch card now. <laughs> In my mind, like I'm but, like, seriously, she does. Yeah, seriously, I do. Um, no, wow. but I feel like a lot of people are moving, you know, or taking like significant journeys or kind of just trying new things that are, that maybe like came up on a whim that they had not planned for or even conceptualized. So. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, looking at, I guess like people that are close to me, my brother and sister-in-law moved into their first house that they owned like outright. So that was going on for them. And then like, I guess back in my personal life, like, I've uh, definitely moved into new territory in my mind. And then also with my commitment to my business and spirituality, like there's been all these big shifts in a big way. Um, I mean, even in my recovery, like I celebrated three years, which is something that I never thought I would. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Yeah. It's it's definitely a very transient year Um, for me, more so internal than external, but. I feel, I feel it on both levels. Um, but it's just very interesting. Like you said, it's been a transitory year. And I think um, 2020, when it moves into Capricorn, I think that's when, you know, everybody, if all doors are open, everybody's kind of just trying on possibilities of things, which I think is interesting in our businesses that we've all been like, okay, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? I'm exploring all these new avenues. And then next year you'll kind of know, okay, this is this is where I feel the most solid and the most grounded and hmm. go from there. Yeah, that's interesting too, because like recently I've been kind of planning out how I'm going to end this year working on my businesses and where I want to take stuff moving forward into next year. And it's it's like the most logical plan ever because it allows like space and time. <laughs> so yeah. Not like rush, like I moved from the sense of having to hurry up to get things accomplished to let me gradually do this at a more respectful pace. And it's uh, very good. That's kind of the result of going through a tower moment though. I feel like exactly yeah, like this whole kind of reevaluating and then uh, rebuilding on that structure that you've already established from all the previous work. Mm -hmm. So Um, Ross and I both really love the tower. Um, we were just chatting a little bit before we started recording about how a lot of times when people see this card, they get a little scared and freaked out and it feels, it brings up a lot of really uncomfortable feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty intense card, um, overall, but it really is a great card in more ways than one. Um, let's look at your tower first, if you don't mind. Absolutely. So there's a lot of stuff going on in there. Um, I I want you to explain your card to me (laughs) specifically because I'm not going to try to make heads or tails of it. Uh, So um, even though traditionally the tower is kind of like the lightning crashes and cracks into like kind of cracking you open in in a spiritual way and that it's more to do with like in the mind, but I felt it personally on a very physical level Hmm. you know my spiritual awakening i feel like the tower is a card of like the layers of spiritual awakening and what needs to kind of come crashing down to let more light in 
and to get to that like place of truth and alignment. Um, and for me, I, you know, my devil, if we're going from the devil, my devil was um, materialism. I was a shopaholic. Hmm. And every, I didn't know how to look inward. I looked for my, I looked for my ex-husband to make me happy and bring me joy. And I looked toward shopping and accumulating stuff for my sense of happiness and fulfillment. Hmm. And it wasn't until I literally got rid of everything that I owned, you know, like giving away. I would, I just like, when I, when I left, I remember like I had a, a small SUV and I must've filled that thing up four times and drove it to Goodwill and just was like, please just take my stuff. I can't, like the stuff is suffocating me. Like my possessions are possessing me. Mm. So this tower card, it's like very representative of my old life of, you know, where like the false mask, mm-hmm. you know, hiding behind all of that and looking for fulfillment outside of myself. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I was, Thank you. Yeah. Like when you're willing to part ways with everything that you had traditionally defined yourself by. I relate to that on like a big level because a lot of my movement stories too, like tying it into the movement thing, I would literally only take the, like the bare minimum that I could. And most of the time when I moved someplace else, I would give everything away. Like I've done that so much that like I'm not very attached to things. And it was interesting when I moved this time to kind of see all the things I acquired because for me uh, I was definitely always going more inwards because of taking drugs to the point of where like I stared at the abyss too long and the abyss stared back at me type thing. Um, So it's weird again to see kind of the polar opposites in how we approach this. But one thing I'll say is for me, a lot of the spiritual elements of the tower were predicated by the material aspects of it. Um, And then, vice versa as well like there's an interplay between both of them i think that Mm -hmm. might not be addressed very often now i want to go to the smith rider smith weight one and ask you something because Mm. i'm curious this is just where my mind goes so the tower itself looks somewhat phallic and the lightning bolt is cracking it off is that transitioning it to a more feminine aspect well, you know, that's a really interesting point that you bring up because astrologically it's associated with Mars, which is masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, if you're kind of cutting it off, like at the head, essentially, it's like, okay, then you have no choice but to go into feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what the tower does, I feel like. It puts you in that more passive, reflective, receptive state. Exactly. So I wouldn't go as far as to say it being like literally like, you know, killing the patriarchy or like um, (laughs) uh, what's the word? But it's more redirecting that energy or like a, a hard switch to the other pole. Right. Hmm. Um, 
Yeah. So a lot of times, no, that, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Cause it's that Mars is like that volatile, aggressive energy. So it's almost so it's kind always, of, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. I was going to say, it's almost like the dude bro trying to flex so hard that he accidentally hits himself in the nuts and like, <laughs> is that kind of what it is like? It's a little bit of like a cosmic castration, sure. <laughs> cosmic castration sounds like a punk band name. It's, I'm, it's the title of my first album. <laughs> Just kidding. You should do that. <laughs> if I were musically inclined, I absolutely would. You could be the front person. Um, <laughs> so getting into the numerology of it, it is a one and a six. So how does, how does that kind of tie in? I'm curious. Well, um, if we think about six, we think about six as being tied to the material realm which, um, and also tied to the lovers, which is, you know, that kind of choice between like divine and like very, um, like low level. Virtue like or vice. Yeah, exactly. And then one being the magician or one being the sign of the individual. Hmm. One other thing, like, so six is about unity too, maybe not so much like the, the like romantic unity. And I'm curious too, if this is kind of valuing the individual over the, the unity aspect where there's that whole separation. Cause there even is like that's, the literal separation. Yeah. Now that's, that's a very good point that you bring up. And then my other question about the numerology of it too, is going to be in relation to seven, the chariot, this is kind of going down the wrong path of the chariot because the chariot's about two different options, correct or no? And yes, the chariot is, I wouldn't say just two different options. I think the chariot is multiple options and directions. Um, and I definitely think that sevens are about movement and change. Mm -hmm. And there's a huge spiritual component to sevens. And I think that um, the tower is that change for your highest good. Mm -hmm. And the universe and your higher self kind of coming together and saying like, stop fucking around. We're gonna take everything out of your life that is standing in the way of your higher self. I think that's a really good way to put it. I had a discussion with somebody at one point and they kind of viewed the tower as this horrible thing because they were looking at it out of the cycle of the cards and not understanding that after that you transition to the star, which kind of gives you hope. And then the, the moon, which kind of makes you reflect upon everything and get like there's a deeper understanding of what's going on, which can allow you to transition to the sun. Um, because I think that outside of the context of the other cards, it can be a little destabilizing. I mean, that's, I guess, even with the other cards, it's still destabilizing. It's kind of right. kind of the point. But like with the other cards, it balances out that destabilization. Right. And I think that just humans are naturally wired to avoid pain. 
Mm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whenever, when I'm doing a reading and the tower comes up, I just remind people that, you know, everything's a cycle, nothing lasts forever. You can't avoid pain because when you avoid pain, then you just, you know, calcify yourself basically in this state of non-movement, like you're stuck. You know, whenever somebody says I'm stuck or I'm bored, like, because you're holding yourself back. Mm -hmm. I don't ever get people, like I used to say I was bored all the time. And I heard somebody say once, if you're bored, it's because you're boring. And it's like, if you're stuck, it's because you're sticking. Like, you're, like you said, you're choosing to stay there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and people are, a lot of times, I think that boredom only comes from people that are refusing to engage with parts of themselves they don't want to see. I agree completely. Boredom is lack of purpose and purpose is really confronting all the uncomfortable aspects of yourself because for me and for a lot of people I've talked to, all of purpose rests on the other side of all those uncomfortable bits that we've kind of shoved away. Exactly. Um, and I think that anybody that is a student of tarot um, really kind of is very brave and welcomes, you know, these tough cards like the tower and the moon and the devil and, you know, all the fives, <laughs> all the tens, all the, all the contraction cards because we, we want the expansion that comes after it. Yeah, they're kind of like midterms and finals and stuff like that in regard to the cycle, kind of testing what you've learned so far and seeing how you can apply the knowledge. Right. Um, you know, if the tower is, is, you can look at it as a breakdown, but a breakdown is really what happens when you're having a breakthrough. Like you mentioned before, like the next card is the star. Mm-hmm. Like you can't look at this card as the end all beat all of like the moment when everything is like falling to shit. It's like, okay, well, whenever somebody's in a, in a place where they're feeling like chaotic, confused, um, not understanding, especially when you're trying really hard to like make positive change for yourself. It's like, okay, well you, you stirred the pot now every you know there's a response to that you can't start a demolition project and not expect everything to kind of like fall apart so that you can start over you know there's like so much rebuilding in this card hmm. i like that whole analogy and like metaphor of everything um i think that's one of the big issues though that some people might have with it because a lot of spirituality nowadays is like very designer spirituality where it's like love and light, positive vibes only. And then like when you get like a very visceral experience, like the tower card, people don't know how to react to it um, because it requires a level of authenticity that they're not prepared to experience. It's hard to, it's really hard to, it's hard to market spirituality because if you're, if you're really involved in it, it's not an, it's not that like bypassing and avoidance of difficult things. It's, it's being okay 
and knowing that like chaos and uncertainty and upheaval and really uncomfortable darkness is like the biggest part of it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people would venture into it if you were like, hey, come to the dark side, come to this like <laughs> really painful place. That's why you just say, come to the dark side, we have cookies. <laughs> <laughs> bribe them with sweets. No. <laughs> yeah, bribe them with sweets. Um, and also another part of that is I think that a lot of people that are in this community that are, um, you are using it as their business it's really it's hard to for your ego to say hey i think you should invest your hard-earned money in listening to me when i'm a fucking mess hmm. i have a lot of tools and modalities that i would love to share with you but i promise you that this is a, a constant work in progress and for as it's like everybody wants somebody to see them as like an authority on this so that they feel validated to and worthy of accepting mon you know money for it but then you're like there might be another side of you that's like oh my god am i a hack because i'm like going home and crying every night and like feeling like such a failure and a fuck up, even though I'm doing all this stuff to help myself. It's like a weird roller coaster that never ends. It's definitely a, a very easy space to kind of have imposter syndrome. Um, yeah. And it's difficult, like you had said, because in marketing, they tell you to sell the finished result. There is no end result <laughs> as you had touched upon. So it's really like, yeah, give me your money so you can start this process of being uncomfortable and growing and then being uncomfortable pretty much until you die. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's why it's like certain people or teachers resonate with you more during different stages of the game because you're really meeting different layers of yourself and you're like, okay, well I'm at this stage. So I, this person's energy is like really calling to me because that's, that's like what I need in order to deal with this aspect of it. But once you kind of break through and heal that, then, you know, you meet a new layer of yourself and you have another tower and it might be like, okay, I'm going to go towards this modality. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I need to like, maybe I need to take classes on this or I need this podcast or I need, you know, this crystal I'm working with. It's like, that's when, you know, you have to also get over your ego and imposter syndrome and say, okay, you know what? I am called to do this work, even though I'm also a work in progress. Mm -hmm. You know, I can be the teacher and the student. Yeah, actually, I think I learned more sometimes as a teacher than I ever did as a student <laughs> because there's a lot more level of, of consciousness and being um, mindful of what you're saying and what you're, uh, what you're actually putting out there, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this since we're on this kind of topic too. Do you think that it's very difficult to find uh, people that are talking about this middle-of-the-road approach? Because I always see it to two extremes where people are very 
doom and gloom about everything and focusing on only the darker aspects or people only focusing on the sunshine and rainbows and it's really like do you do you know a lot of people that talk about that middle of everything where it's kind of fucked up but it's pretty okay most days i've found recently that i think i think you honestly you hear what you're meant to hear and what you're hearing is kind of a mirror of where you might be at Okay. So recently I've noticed that a lot of things that I listen to and read have been these middle of the road stories hmm. instead of, you know, I'm, I'm wildly successful. Now I'm going to teach you how to be wildly successful and not, this is all awful. And I'm feeling so down in the shit. It's like, it's a lot more people I feel coming forward and saying like, like I was listening to some um, YouTube video where this woman was saying that she had been contacted by her um, publishing company. They flew her to some city to give this huge talk in front of like a couple thousand people and paid for her whole, whole hotel stay and everything. And she, you know, published a book gone on this like big speaking engagement with like all paid whatever and she was so excited about it she was like and you know what i was on fucking food stamps mm. she's like here i am she's like i had so much anxiety and um stress and feeling imposter syndrome because i was here i was telling people how to make their lives better and she's like i'm on you know i'm on welfare and I don't know how I'm going to feed my kids. Hmm. That's really deep because it's one of the things that I've struggled with at times too, um, just because financially I I'm not like doing that hot still, but at the same time, completely being able to pull myself out of a lot of shit that I have, like money isn't everything. And I think really switching to that mindset of money isn't everything, but look at all of these intangible things that people can overcome outside of, just the monetary aspect is where it is. And then the money will follow. Right. Exactly. So the way I've kind of been kicking around in my head where I'm thinking, okay, what led me to my tower was the fact that I had, I had nothing except for my money. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a very, I had a very successful business, a very successful side bit. I had like three, like very, well-paying jobs and I was a workaholic and I kept buying more and more and more and more and more and more things thinking that would bring me happiness and it didn't and so I think part of the tower is sweeping all of that out when I was like okay I'm going to give up the jobs I'm going to give up this you know relationship that isn't fulfilling I'm going to give up this lifestyle that I create I worked really hard to create for myself because the only reward was monetary. And now I think, and I don't think I'm the only one in this boat where it's like, okay, I've now built something that is emotionally and spiritually satisfying on levels that I never even imagined existed. And I've been able to do that and feel extreme joy and happiness and peace in my life without seeing a physical dime from it. Mm -hmm. 
I relate to and that it's a lot. Like, and then you're like, okay, so part of creating the reality of your dreams is being able to feel like the richest person in the world without having to see um, tangible results of that. And that's usually the path that leads to the tangible results. Hmm. I like that whole mindset as well. Cause then it's not like you're not faking it till you make it. You literally already have the reward and then you can attract money from already feeling the uh, abundance of the situation because abundance is always there if we're in the right headspace and monetary abundance again, isn't everything, but you attract it by just having that gratitude and appreciating what you've accomplished. Right. And I'm, I want to like move away from saying that money isn't everything I would just rather say that the money is, is an energetic equivalent to feeling abundant within yourself. So there's a schism between making what making money represents and what feeling spiritually whole and emotionally whole represents. And I think that that's what a lot of people have been going through is finding where those, those things kind of melt together. Mm -hmm. I can connect with that. Making money doesn't feel empty anymore. Mm -hmm. And also feeling like it's okay to be worthy of receiving things based on something that we didn't break ourselves in half to earn healing a lot of those old kind of mindsets that we've been brought up with mm -hmm. that's a big part of the healing process i definitely agree with that as well um and i think that anybody listening that is doing this like work within themselves i think that nobody has to be like we have to stop being hard on ourselves about creating the perfect aligned business model for this work. I think the only thing that needs to be in alignment is your emotional feelings and your mental state with the work that you do. I agree with that as well. Because um, I, I really feel that as you go forward on this path, you're building this tower and then like you're building all these different levels of things. And as you build it, there's kind of this stability check. So there's like these micro towers within the context of what you're building up. So if something isn't supposed to be there, it will work itself out. The main thing is just start to build the business, do it with as much integrity as possible, follow your heart as much as possible. And then also have the open mindedness and willingness to correct the errors when you notice them. Um, and then everything else will eventually fall into place. Like that was one of the hardest lessons I had to learn is that like, you're not going to do it fucking perfect. You're going to have to revise everything. And that's going to be an ongoing process too. Yeah. I mean, if you like look at your, you know, if you scroll back in your Instagram feed and you look at like what you did two years ago to what you did now and you're like, Oh my God, like, you can't look at it from this judgmental perspective of like, oh my God, that's garbage. It's like, oh my God, look how far I've come. Like I've, I can see physical like progress being made. Like I've learned so much and I'm so excited. If, 
if it all was perfect to begin with, and then it was just consistent, then there would be no growth. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the things where I think people really get hung up on comparing themselves to other people. But when they compare themselves to other people, they're not seeing all the other tower moments that these individuals had or their whole process. Um, and who knows who else they had helping them this, that, or the other. Like there's so many other variables in there where it really is look at your own process, um, be willing to expand and grow and adapt, uh, and everything will work out as long as you stick with it. Yes. And I think that's like a big part of, of this card is, is releasing perfectionism. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Letting it go and kind of letting things fall up, let the chips fall where they may and then pick them back up, like going forward. Right. And know that like whatever, whatever your tower is, is just helping you to get to that next place. You know, Absolutely. having having the tower moment is part of like leveling up in every aspect of your life with your relationships, with your business, with just your mindset. You know, a lot of people have these ideas that who knows where they came from. It's a product of your subconscious mind meets the way you viewed your environment growing up versus your personal experiences and you have to be willing to let those things go. If you ever want to get to the next level, you have to be willing to shed every part of yourself because you can't bring in more without letting something go. Because hmm. all of, the things that you did to get to this point, you have to be something different to get to the next point. Hmm. It's I've like that universal. A loss. lot about that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you give this up to get that in exchange and it's kind of just this uh universal recycling <laughs> the one other thing i want to say about the tower and then i'll kind of leave the floor open in case you got anything else that you want to add is actually there's two things so for one the lightning bolt comes down from the top and to me it makes me think of uh, i want to say in the kabbalah they talk about kind of starting from the top and working its way down then you work your way back up so I think that there's definitely that element of this, which to me also would kind of unite the spiritual and the uh, material aspect of this card where there's both there. And then also another way to look at the crown beside of the, the phallic and transitioning to the feminine is it's kind of knocking off the top or like opening up the mind, like so you can get a clearer perspective of everything else. And ironically, like this is the last thing I'll say, then it's all on you. When you open up your mind, and you can look at the sky. That's how you see the star. Like it's from getting the roof blown off. Exactly. Slow hand clap. That's <laughs> that's why I love these cards so much. It's like, you know, we move from like the physical realm into like this like super conscious realm where we're doing a lot of, you know, subconscious mental processing. And when you get to these cards, you're really seeing the as within, so without, you know, any change you want to make has to come from inside of you, in your emotional self, in your mind, hmm. before you can see it on an external level. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's definitely interesting. Thought follows action, action follows thought. And there's this reciprocity of, of both of them. Mm -hmm. 
So, Stephanie, what are the Stephanie Capone bullet points of the tower card? The tower, well, we said it's ruled by Mars, which is a planet that is volatile and aggressive, masculine energy. So you can always kind of think of that in your readings. Um, breaking down in order to have a breakthrough. It's a card of spiritual awakenings and shedding layers. Um, it's uncomfortable, but it's also the loss of what's holding you back from truth and enlightenment from your success and from what is keeping you from being in alignment. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I like all of that stuff. Thanks. That's amazing. Um, so I guess we'll talk real quick. So next week we're going to be talking about the star card. Um, what's like a little teaser you can drop? Oh, well, the star is one of my favorite cards. Um, the star is, a, is like, it's like the universal card of healing. Hmm. So I'm really excited to talk about, you know, you and I, we get very excited to talk about like all the deep, dark shadow work. So it's, it's definitely like, the card about talking about like where we can harness the light. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to chatting about it, Stephanie. Uh, thank you so much for stopping by and thank you everyone for listening. If you'd like to, you can reach out to Stephanie or myself on Instagram. The information will be below. Um, you can get her deck on moonvoidtarot.com or on etsy.com slash shop slash moon void tarot is it still is it restocked now yes it just the shipment came in yesterday bam look at that um it's like i intuitively knew <laughs> you knew thank you yeah it came in like a week and a half ahead of time thank you virgo season energy <laughs> um yeah and uh we'll talk to you again soon stephanie thanks ross Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Phoenix Podcast. If you've got a question you want answered, a topic you'd like discussed, or a guest you want to hear, check out the form in the show notes. Follow our social media for other great content.